That's Cape Town for you. All right, we had a request here. Uh, let's see um, <laughs> if I can find it. Teresa, Bird of Passage. Teresa Wayne is going to play the song just for you. Have a listen.
Loneliness is the cross I bear Solitude is the cloak I wear I miss you, I need you, I love you When the autumn comes I'll be waiting for you Brilliant. <laughs> what Thank you very much. Honor. Thank you very much. Brilliant. You still got it, by the way. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> it must be the South African red wine sometimes. Huh? But uh, I could see it. there's a lot of soul there. And every time you go on stage, every time you sing a song, it comes from the heart, which is very important. And you deliver. And it must be a nice feeling. You know, it's a, it's a gift. Um, yeah, I guess it is. I mean, it's just it's what I do, Barney. Mm. It's, um, I enjoy it. And I hope that comes across. Yeah. Well, uh, everybody's enjoying it. Johan Rousseau says, how's it? He says, uh, wow, what a pleasure to hear Wayne from the Mission Live after all these years with such humble honesty and a superb sense of irony. It's been 25 years from uh, Mr. Rousseau, Johan Rousseau in Bloemfontein listening to us. And uh, yeah, he grew up there in Favutburg when I used to play your stuff on the radio. Remember playing the Mission, changed his life, changed my life as well. Remember interviewing in, I think it was 91, I was so scared. It was my first international interview, and we had to do it live. You phoned me up, didn't you? You, I phoned you. Yeah, I was at home, I remember. Yeah. We had a little office at the end of the house, and uh, sat there waiting for your call. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, sweaty palms, nervous. I mean, I thought, you you, you know, I'm going to speak to this goth dressed in black, tattoos, (laughs) nose rings, and you're just a a normal person, like Marilyn Manson. No, not really. (laughs) I've never been on Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> exactly. Your time will come. Uh, All right, Wayne. Um, so then uh, you, uh, <clears throat> Peter Burns, a good friend of yours. Uh, well, I haven't seen him for many years, but yes, he was. He was once upon a time a good friend of mine. He found you and said, do you want to join this band? 
Yeah, um, I've been on tour with a band called Paulie Murray and the Invisible Girls. Paulie Murray used to be the singer in a band called Penetration, mm. punk band. And then um, she uh, put a band together solo and uh, we worked with Martin Hannah, actually, who produced our album. And I, that was my first tour with Paulie Murray. But then she, we split up and Pete Burns called me and said, I need a guitarist. So, there you know, gun for hire. They were sort of a... You know, a pop glam they were, kind of they band were as later, well. But when I joined up, joined the band, we were actually quite, I, I, dare I say, it, very goth, very dark, very mm. uh, rock. It was very different from what it ended up being. You spin me around like a record. The yeah. the video, yeah. those three characters in the back. That, no, I'm not there. You're not there because no, I, I, I thought the tomorrow, band by then. I thought that's Wayne with a flag in the back. There. No, I mean, no, no, it doesn't no, look no, like, no. like you'd have been Flying embarrassed. Flag a flag? No, no, no. <laughs> three God flags and there's <laughs> Mr. Byrne with his eye patch doing his thing. Yeah, no, I'd uh, left the band by then. Only only uh, a year or so before that, though. But did you play on that? Uh, no, not at all. I no, but thought. they did put one of my songs on the B side, so it earned me a little penny. It earned me a few pennies actually. Enough to pay for the first two mission singles. So you spin me round. You never perform live either. That no. came after. Yeah, no, I okay. never. That came after I'd left. Yeah, it's still huge on dance floor. It's still yeah. huge on radio. It's a great it. pop single. Oh, brilliant. Mm. But um, I wrote this down. Yeah, you were in this band <laughs> called uh, the Dead Birds, and you opened for the Pretenders. The Dead Birds. Yes, uh, dead spelt D E D. Yeah, and birds spelt B Y R D S. Yes. Uh, yeah, we were. It was punk. It was Liverpool, and it was a punk band. We opened for quite a few bands. We opened for Ultravox with uh, the original Ultravox with John Fox. We opened for. We actually played a fair few shows with Joy Division before okay. they got big, and they they supported us a few times in Liverpool because they used to have this thing with Manchester. Mm. Manchester bands used to come over and play with Liverpool bands, and then we'd go over and support them over there. What was Ian Curtis like when you when you met him? Was he well, uh, it's, depressed? It's a, it's a very funny thing, really. I don't know whether you know my memory's been coloured by the legend, but I just remembered going into the dressing room at Eric's and him sat in the corner while the other the other members of the band were making a lot of noise and being lads, and he was sat there with his beer in the corner, mm. being very quiet. But I'm not sure that's just a memory that's been coloured by what's gone gone on since, you know. Mm. They were, I mean, they they were great, you know, they were good, but they were nothing, to me at the time, they were nothing out of the ordinary. They, that, all the rest, it, it, it's when they released the first album, they became very big, very soon, very quickly. And then they did the second album, which was, was a beautiful album. And obviously he, he he died before that came out. But I, I do kind of feel that the way that he's been lionised, it could have happened to any one of a, a number of people. If it had been Robert Smith, it had died mm. at that point or Ian McCulloch or Julian Cope mm. then maybe you know the legend would be all about them not Ian Curtis what was the scene like uh, with all the bands a lot of venues around people going out what was the nightlife like in in Liverpool it must have been amazing in those days well I mean again it's one of those things you know you're young you've got a lot of energy you, you don't want to stay in uh, staying at night you know I was unattached and uh, Eric's Basically, Eric's would have shows on on a Thursday. Thursday night used to be local band night, but basically. Then it would be Friday and Saturday with um, the touring bands, you know, the bigger bands. And occasionally, I remember seeing Talking Heads being, supporting, um, uh, being supported by Dire Straits, Eric's. I saw U2 at Eric's. I saw Iggy Pop at Eric's. Um, 
But uh, and you know there were other venues as well around the city. But Eric's was the the cold kind of the centre of it, the central the central point of it, and that's where all those Liverpool great Liverpool bands originated from. Really got their start playing there, orchestral manoeuvres, you know. So all those bands in those days, I mean, no social media. You had to go and stick up those posters Absolutely. with we did glue. Ourselves. We did it ourselves. Yeah, we did it ourselves. <laughs> How did you get the word out? I mean, flyers. Uh, yeah, word of flyers, mouth. word of mouth. You know, I mean, flyers and local. I mean, there were quite a few local fanzines at the time. But again, you know, I mean, it, it's you know, you do an interview for a fanzine, it doesn't hit the streets until like six weeks later. So um, it's a lot of pre-planning that goes went on then. I mean, it's what it was. Barney and friends. Barney Simon.